Uh, catechism is, um, just like family devotions, it's an age-old practice. You see it all the way back in early church history. Um, and it's basically, if you want to boil it down, it's a question and answer format where you sit down with your kids and you, there might be a question like, um, who made you? And the answer for like a little kid catechism will be God. Why did God make you? Uh, for his own glory, right? And this might sound simple, but using a Q&A format, you can, as I mentioned on the stage today, you can go through and you can deliver as much content, it's about one inch deep and a mile wide, but as much content as a systematic theology book. You can go Genesis to Revelation. Um, you can ask kids things like, um, what is the covenant of works? And the little kid catechism will say that obedience leads to life and disobedience will lead to death. Did Adam obey the covenant of works? No. His disobedience led to death. You, you get the idea, like how this works? And right up to Revelation. So, um, the reason why Christian churches have been doing this, besides the obvious uh, information transformation, is that there's some really powerful ripple effects that you can do by having this at a young age, or even at an older age. I'm reading this out. It's from the New City Catechism and they explain the three purposes of catechisms. It says, first, it gives it a comprehensive exposition of the gospel, not only in order to explain clearly what the gospel is, but it gives people the foundations and the building blocks of which the gospel is based. It teaches things like the doctrine of God, human nature, sin, salvation, the purpose of life today, and even of Jesus' return. These short Q&A answers provide the mental hooks for kids to hang these concepts upon as they grow up in future years and as they engage these concepts again and again. The second perf uh, purpose for doing this exposition was in such a way that heresies, errors, and false beliefs of the time and culture were addressed and counteracted. So you can do some very powerful apologetics in that space as well, giving kids the answers to the running questions of the day. And lastly, the third and more pastoral purpose was to form a distinct people, a counterculture that reflected the likeness of Christ, not only in individual character, but also in the church's communal life. Um, there is so much theological blurriness and confusion that can be avoided through something simple like this. And it has very real life application. Um, there's a famous story in the trenches of World War I where there's a, um, a soldier and he's standing there very calmly and his officer is looking around and all the, men, all the rest of the men are panicking. There's a one man who looks just really calm. And the officer walks up to him, puts the finger on the chest and says, you, what is the chief end of man? And the soldier, without hesitation, um, replies back, chief end of man is to not enjoy God and glorify him forever. It's the first answer from the Heidelberg Catechism. And the officer says, ah, I thought you were a catechism man. I mean, it's an interesting little story, but you can see how catechism can have very powerful effects later on. Um, so there's many catechisms out there. I'm just going to give you two contemporary examples that you can use and how to use them. Carly, could you go grab Elliot and Rowan? We've got some guinea pigs, or should I say special guests um, for today, guys. So, and we're going to show you how it works with our kids. 
so out of the two catechisms that I want to show you today, this one, the classic one, Westminster Shorter Catechism, Question for Children, it's been adapted a bit for kids, but you can see how it works up the front here. Who made you? God. What else did God make? God made all things. Why did God make you and all things? For his own glory. Now, that's question one to eight up here on the board. Watch this. Guess how many questions are in this catechism? 145. And you can see they go all the way from Genesis all the way down to, um, I think it's, what is heaven? A glorious and happy place where the righteous will forever be with the Lord. All right? So I'm going to show you how we do it with our kids. Guys, you want to come in here, take a seat. Now, we may have prepared them earlier for this. <laughs> so... But um, Elliot and Rowan started doing catechism roughly when they both started, uh, when they were around five years old. Um, Elliot's already gone through the Shorter Catechism once, and he's going through for his second round. And I can't wait, because when we hit the second round, it'll be Rowan's first round through, and we're all going to go out and get some ice cream and, and do like a big celebration. More of it. <laughs> or, or a bit of both. <laughs> yeah. Um, so what we do at night is that we tend to pick one question a week. So because some of these answers are quite short and some of them are quite long, we tend to be more comfortable with one question a week. Um, and um, to start with, I'll show you some of the ones we've run the kids through. So, um, Elliot, <laughs> why did God make you? For his own glory. And what is glory? God's awesomeness, yeah. Um, Rowan, um, how many persons are in the Godhead? Um, three. Three. And what are their names? God the Father, God the Son, and God the That's good. That's really, really good. You see? Yeah. And um, our, <laughs> um, our latest one, um, we've been moving along. We're up to the sacraments now. So like communion and baptism. So... Um, these are a bit more trickier when you try to explain that to kids. So we had to spend a fair whack of time in that space. Um, but to start with, um, Elliot, what is baptism? Baptism is an outside picture of what God has done inside of you. Okay. And what has God done inside of us? Um, he, he has washed away our sins and made us new people. See? It's simple and it's baptism, right? Um, Rowan, what is communion? It's an outside picture that what God has done for us. Kind of. That's, that's more like baptism. Do you, do you remember communion? Yeah. Yeah, what do we do in communion? It's an outside picture. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh. yeah. He's doing well. Let me ask this one. How many sacraments are there, Ron? Um, two. What are they called? Baptism and communion. That's good. Excellent. Okay. And... <laughs> Yeah. Um, at the start of the week, when we have a new question, it's quite difficult, as you could imagine, right? And even for adults, let's be honest. Um, if I asked you to memorise three sentences, I'm going to share it with you, ask you a question, then you memorise three sentences. It's going to take you some time, okay? Um, so, so generally, um, yeah, you guys can go. Let's give them a quick round of applause. Just to encourage them. 
Yeah. Good work, guys. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, generally speaking, it takes a bit of time. There, there might be a little bit of frustration, a little bit of tears, and they may not get the answer right the first night or the second night, but um, even then, it's, it's celebrating, and the biggest cheer is when they get the words locked in straight. Um, and then you just plow through the catches. That's how it works. Um, any questions about that before I move on to showing the two different catechisms that we tend to use? We tend to, because, well, this particular catechism, it's longer, it's got like 145. So we might do a review of, of a block of seven. So I might say, um, you know, who made you? Why did God make you? Split, 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 splits. And then we'll, for seven weeks, we'll go over those seven and then we'll move on to the next block of seven. Because um, it, it's impossible to sit down and remember them all. And dare I say, as adults, we're not going to remember all the questions either. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, with adults, it is, uh, we make it on us to memorize the catechism, um, the questions and answers. So you've actually got to be the one who's got it. And you've got to memorize two sets of things, the questions and the answer. Because we don't think it's fair for us to just read out the question. It's like, no, we're all doing this as a family. And even get the kids to ask you the question. Then they can be like, ah, you got this bit wrong. <laughs> or they can give you, you know, claps or whatever your age, rage and stage. Okay. Um, any other questions about this idea? So, comment, John, um, that uh, you can throw the question out at any time, you know, during a car trip or um, whatever, and um, you know, kids can find it very satisfying as well. So, uh, get, get the uh, theological answer. <laughs> very much so, Adrian. Yeah, especially at the younger ages, they love questions and answers. There's just something about that age. Um, so, um, also on that note, uh, when it comes to questions and answers, um, try to find things in life that's applicable. For example, um, with the, we started doing the baptism questions. Um, we skipped a little bit ahead when Baptism Sunday came up. Uh, when we go shopping, and we'll see those Buddha statues, you know, in the, like the cheap shops or whatever. We'll, um, I'll say something to Elliot like, hey Elliot, or Ryland, um, what do you think about idols? What does the Bible say about that? Is there a commandment in there somewhere? And if they look at me blankly, I'll do this. And it looks like a two. And that's their memory hook for um, the second commandment. You shall not bow down to idols. And that can start some really good conversations. Um, so, because catechism isn't for here, it's for everywhere in life, there's always a place where one question or two or three or ten will hook into whatever situation you're in. So, try to hook in, especially with younger ones, these questions, to, to really concretize it in their minds. Okay? I found that also, I remember there was sexual sexuality series and the girls did it with uh, Tom downstairs and the conversations we had that kept that connected back in with some of the catechisms we'd done about the purpose of man and um, things like that it was really helpful to sort of remind them of these these aren't just questions and answers mm. just because we're doing them yeah <laughs> they actually apply and help to to bring understanding to the way that we view the world the way that we view 
sex and sexuality. Yes. So, yeah, a bit extended to that. Oh, I do remember the doctor who came and shared as part of that series. He said, if you have well characterized children, they're able to face friends who are wanting to transition or who are wanting to do all this stuff because they've got this well-rounded understanding of the human being and of the, the way God made the world. So um, in that sense, it's sort of a preparation ground for when they face up against unreality. Yeah. You know? I, I think that's a critical point, um, Nathan. Um, it, to summarise that um, in a different way, maybe, um, everyone is catechised. The question is, who is catechising your kids? It's not, will they be catechised, but who? Um, we live in a world where answers to questions, who is God? Yeah, the world's got an answer for you there. You know, what is man? I've got an answer there too. What's the purpose of life? Oh, there's many answers out there. And your children will, they will accept one of those answers. And you accept one of those answers. So we have to realise that our kids are always being catechised, always being discipled. So it makes sense that we're intentional in that space um, and being real with that. Um, because they're going to walk around with someone's catechism in their head when they're adults, when they're parents, when they're grandparents. Um, so um, to be practical here, two quick catechisms. Uh, the first one you've already seen. The second one, this is one that I personally haven't used, um, but I'm keen to do it once the kids wrap up. And this is the new kid on the catechism block. Um, most catechisms have been around for a couple of hundred years and we really modernise the language. However, the new city catechism, which I've got here, is a catechism that came out only a couple of years ago. It's, multi it's like interdenominational, so it doesn't have anything uh, too uh, specifically tangential to particular denominations. And it's, it's modern. It's got a web app, it's got mobile apps, and I'll, sh I'll run it here and I'll show you what it looks like. So the New City Catechism has 52 questions. You can see it up there on the board. So it'll go through the, uh, the meaning of life, why we're here. It goes through the Ten Commandments. It'll go through who Christ is, redemption and grace. You can see some of those questions there. Talks about the spirit, restoration, growing in grace. Uh, sacraments. And right towards the end, um, the end of human history in this current age. It's really good. And the reason why I really enjoy this catechism is it has an adult and a kid mode. So if I show you this one, um, what is God? This is the adult version. Uh, oops. Sorry. Here's the adult version. What is God? And this is for adults to memorize if you want to take it up a notch. God is the creator and sustainer of everyone and everything. He is eternal, infinite, and unchangeable in his power and perfection, goodness and glory, wisdom, justice, and truth. Nothing happens except through him and by his will. That's the adult version. And the kid version, which you see up here in the kids mode area, God is the creator of everyone and everything. And this is helpful to know because I hope you aren't thinking that catechism is only for kids. Catechisms historically have been used for uh, children and new converts to the faith. That's why there's an adult version and a kid version. 
So if you yourself want to get real deep in this, start memorizing some of the adult answers and you'll grow from that. There's, there's transforming power in there. And, and the kids can ask you the questions <laughs> as well. So um, this is the New City Catechism. It's good. It's great. And the thing that I love the most, well, the thing I love about it mostly is that it has a scripture with every question. So you'll see that there. It's got an adult commentary there so that adults can um, hear some deeper thoughts on this space. So we've got D.A. Carson here, as well as Jonathan Edwards, both well-known theologians. And there's even a prayer for the end of your catechism time. You can actually revolve your family devotions around the, um, yeah, around the catechism question. So you've got your scripture reading right there. You've got some adult thoughts right there. And you've got your prayer at the end right there. Lastly, with these catechisms, if you can, one of the biggest blessings is if your catechism comes with a song. I'm sure you all know, but I'll say it anyway, music is incredibly effective at teaching concepts. So, and locking it into mind. So if I'll show you this one, how many persons are there in God? I've got the kid mode on. I'm going to play a song. Apologies if it starts a bit too loud. I hope it won't. Let's do it. I did. Unfortunately, they don't have an adult version of that song, and I wish they did for teenagers and for adults. But every single question comes with the song. And the catechism questions and answers that are stuck in my head perennially are the ones that are set to music. Um, there's, and it's probably the same for you if you've ever done this before. You can memorize paragraphs of things if it's done in a song. Same thing works for kids. Um, so this is why I would recommend the New City Catechism. Some families in our church already use it. So the Pereiras, if you know them, um, Ruth and Daryl. Uh, there's another family, uh, the Hearts. So Ben and Amy, um, Heart. They use it as well. Um, I would really encourage you to get into this space. Um, but I'm going to put up links for this catechism, the one I had up earlier, um, the larger one, as well as a, a few others I'm going to put on the Facebook page for you to figure out which one fits your family if you want to step into that space. Right. Um, any questions about any of that before we start to wrap up? Are there dodgy catechisms out there? Like, I've never really heard that. Like, what's there are, um, but they are rare. So there's one, it's a Polish name, I can't remember it, it starts with R, but it was basically a catechism for the Socinians, who were a very dodgy, dodgy group a couple of hundred years ago. It's still being used, but by certain groups, but it's very hard to find, and um, it's not well known. 99% um, of catechisms that you find today that are readily available, um, and that are modernised with modern language, 
are in uh, are orthodox in terms of doctrine. So, thank God for that. <laughs> um, um, lastly, if that's it, I would encourage you, um, don't be legalistic on this. We've already said this around the circle a few times. <laughs> um, don't be legalistic on this. Take time. Um, really let the Spirit um, do His work in this space. And let the kids marinate on the truths that's there. Because it's one thing for a kid to be like, ah, I know the answer. But again, the longest journey in a, in a child's life, and dare I say ours, is six inches. It goes from here to here. It's the longest journey ever. So this is not just fact impartation. This, you want their hearts to sing about it, and we want to be excited about it. And if your heart isn't singing about this week's Catechism Truth, then it's hard for the kids' hearts to sing as well. If, so model it. In, enjoy it. Make it a spiritual journey for you too, as an adult, um, and for your kids. And lastly, make sure you celebrate. Make sure there's big cheers when things go right, <laughs> if you've got younger kids. Make sure there's a hearty, good work, son or daughter, if they're a little bit older. <laughs> um, but really make it a time of joy. Um, the sad part is that catechisms do go out of fashion, so to speak, in church world, due to large-scale, mechanical, dry, heartless um, catechizing. We don't want that, and Jesus doesn't want that. So make sure it's full of life, and that you celebrate the little ones and the big ones um, in your adventure. Um, what did you say we pray? And we might wrap up. Um, Jesus, we thank you that you've given us um, gifts like this. I thank you that we have um, Christian ancestors long ago who have written up catechisms, and, and even Christians today who've done this for us. They've done the hard work. Um, they've explained your word in a very clear format in a way that we can explain it to our kids and even to ourselves. So Jesus, I pray that you'll help us to use these tools well. Help us never see them as the end, but rather a means to an end. And I pray that as we catechize our kids and as we see this grow in our church and in our, and in our families and in our society, I pray, Jesus, that we will all grow to love you more with all of our heart and mind and soul and strength. Do this in our homes and in our communities, we ask Jesus. In your name, amen.